This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches... Then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you with our Week 14 game preview as the Raiders start their three-game home stretch now. Uh, this is this is nice to have three straight home games, starting with the Colts, and then, of course, we'll be playing the Chargers, and then the Dolphins, all at home. And this is basically the way I'm seeing it right now, Raider Nation, as playoffs. Playoffs start this week with the Indianapolis Colts, and really, with through these three home games, I know there's still some Raider Nation that travels to Las Vegas. And if you do, make sure you go, st- uh, you know, check out and watch the game at Stage Door Casino. That's that's the only place I watch the game. It's true, authentic Raider Nation. You guys will feel right at home, and they'll make you feel right at home. You can only get in the bar if you're wearing Raiders gear. So it works perfect. You'll get to check out all the Raiders memorabilia hanging up. And, of course, the vibes are absolutely nuts. They do not make you quiet down whenever the Raiders score a touchdown. This is uh, this is the old-school Raiders bar, basically, right? The Rickies of Las Vegas. Go there and enjoy a game. But, man, looking ahead at the Colts, you know I can't do this alone. So, as always, I will be joined right now by my favorite guy, my favorite guest. How to get him on as a weekly segment now. And that's uh, with my uh, good buddy, Eddie Borsili. So, be right back. So joining me for our weekly segment, this is becoming very routine. It feels normal at this point now after a few weeks. My guy, Eddie Borsili, how we feeling, man? Seven and five. Cody, we're feeling good coming off a win, a season-saving win, as we all know. Shoot. Henry Ruggs and Carr, season-saving. There's nothing else. There's no other way we could put it. But 
feeling good, ready for the Colts this week, man. This is a playoff game. Yeah, week 14, playoff start now. That's kind of crazy to say, but that's the situation we're in. As Raiders fans, we never expect an easy truck to any W. We never expect to be able to, you know, go up by even two scores and, you know, walk into victory. Well, I guess the same is to be said for a playoff run. You know, yeah. to get into the playoffs, I don't expect us to have this thing locked in by week 16. I expect it to come down to the final moments, and that, of course, starts now. So, Eddie, speaking of saving our season last week, on our on our app, Cited, Cited Debates, you guys can download the Cited Debates app, and we're going to talk about some different things that, we, uh, that, was, that was said on this app. But I asked Raider Nation, should we be worried about this close win over the Jets last week? Of course, you know, we had some guys out. There's there's a lot of logistics to it. It's the Jets. I don't want to say that we you know we, we tried to big time them at all, but it came down to one play. Again, well, I mean, really, uh, a play that I don't, I can't, I still can't believe happened. An amazing play. I think it'd be never play, happens anywhere else. No yeah, other team allows that to happen. It would have been play of the year if it was any other team besides the Jets, but it still happened. Big time throw. It was cool to see Henry Ruggs get it. Should we be worried though right now after that win? Yes, we should be worried, and I'll give you two reasons why. The two reasons why, and it's not because they played down to the Jets and it came down and they probably should have lost that football game. There's two reasons why we should be worried as Raider fans heading into the last quarter of the season. Number one, the past two games, the run game has struggled big time. I know Josh didn't play last week. We talked about it on the podcast. We thought he'd probably go a half, maybe sit a lot. He's banged up with the ankle and it's, and it is the Jets. But for whatever reason, the offensive line in the run game hasn't been great the past two games. This is the bread and butter of this football team yeah. running the football. They go into Kansas City. We run out the clock. We do all those type of things that Gruden talks about, ground and pound. We need that as part of our repertoire going down the stretch. We need that ability. We can't rely on the offense to throw 50 times a game. You do that and bad things happen. So it worries me that the run game hasn't been good the past two games. And the second part of it is our defense got absolutely shredded by guys you never heard of on the Jets. Frank Gore goes out of the game. You got two guys, Josh Adams, and I don't even know the other guy's name. I probably do. I'm just blanking on it right now. I probably don't. <laughs> it was a black, a black hole, no pun intended. Yeah. But shredded by Sam Darnold, who didn't throw a touchdown pass since, since early September. A bunch of no names. The defense got gashed. Got gashed in the run game. Got beat in the pass game. If it wasn't for Cleveland Farrell, a couple strip sacks, a Trayvon Mullen interception, the blowout could have been going in the other way. So... The, the loss, I mean, the win, you hear me? The loss. The win worries me for two reasons. They got to get the run game going. The run game hasn't been what it was early in the season. And the defense just continually cannot get off the field. They continually can't get out of their own way. If they do that against the Jets, what are they going to do versus the Colts, versus the Chargers, versus the Dolphins? And if we do get into the playoffs, the defense can't go out there and miss so many tackles that we give up 45 points. It's not fair to the offense. Yeah, I feel you. There's definitely there's room to be worried. I always stay on the optimistic side, and I will just say, right, the Patriots only beat them by three points. The Bills only beat them <laughs> by one score. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come into this thing. I want to tell you, Eddie, and I want you to know that all that matters is, you know, we won, and yes. it's going to matter what we do now this week on top of that because that's going to show, honestly. If yep. we come out, we beat the Colts, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, that Jets game was just a fluke. Like, we're fine. But if we come out and don't put on a good show against Indianapolis, I mean, hey, I mean, if that's the case, hopefully, you know, it, they, they play worse than worries, us. But yeah, it worries me too because it, it's back to back games now. If this was just that, you know, they beat the Falcons or it was a close game against the Falcons and they kind of laid one against the Jets and, and barely pulled out a win, fine. 
But back-to-back weeks, you see kind of trends happening a little bit. You see the run game not getting going. You see turnovers on offense, and you see the defense continue getting gashed. So I want to see them turn it around. They have to turn it around versus a good Colts team because this ain't the Jets. This ain't Sam Darnold. You got studs all over the defensive line. You got studs all, all along the offensive line. They have to be on their best on Sunday, especially at home versus the Colts. Yeah, so like I said, make sure you guys download the Cited Debates app. You get on Cited. I'll have the links in the description. And currently right now among Raider Nation or, you know, I guess all football fans on the app, 54.7% are saying that, yes, it should not yes. come down to the final seconds yes. to win that yes. game. And I definitely <laughs> agree. Now, the one comment that I'm going to pick on, and this is exactly what I said earlier, and this is from the Red Pimp. The Red Pimp. We've, we've heard from the Red Pimp before. <laughs> and he says they could come out and play great next week. A win is a win. So that's what we're going to wait on. That's what I'm going to bank on. And if anything's different, then guess what, Eddie? We're going to be talking about a three-game stretch. But until then, let's hope we can flip this thing back around because the three-game stretch I'm more focused on is this three-game home stretch. How nice is that? Home stretch. We got games. that I mean, I feel like we've been on the Road Warriors. We have this game coming up Sunday and then a quick turnaround, Cody. We got, we got all Raiders all the time coming up here. We got a game. Look at this stretch. Like you mentioned, you get Sunday home versus the Colts. You get a Thursday night football game against Anthony Lynn and his devastated charges right now. He can't keep out his foot. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. Oh boy. Let's we're not even (laughs) touch that one. And then you get Saturday night football versus the Miami dolphins. There's going to be some primetime games for Raider nation to sink their teeth into. I can't wait. Exactly. So this is, I mean, I believe when the schedule came out, someone had talked about this being like the first time in 25 years or something crazy that the Raiders have had three home games in December which is nuts. And right now we're in, the, yeah. we're in the brinks of things. We're seven and five and we got to take full advantage. Now, something that's been against us just about every single week, except for, I think when we played the Browns, because the Browns are pretty banged up whenever we played them too, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. is this injury report. Now, the first thing that pops up on there, you called him Sasquatch, Trent Brown. <laughs> what do you think? Do we actually see him? Is he a real, is he a myth? Is it, is it real? Does he play? I said this to you earlier on, Cody. I don't know. I would love to say yes right now. We know how key he is to this offense. The way his season has gone, it's almost like I joke around as like the 30 for 30 on the 20, the 2020 season for Trent Brown because it's <laughs> been so many roller coaster rides. It's almost Antonio Brown-esque, you know, if yeah. you think about it. I don't know until the inactives come out. You know, there was a, a funny little uh, thing Sunday morning where the inactives came out for the Raiders early on, East Coast time. And Trent Brown's name wasn't on there. And Raider yeah. Nation got all stirred up like, oh, Trent Brown's back. He's back, man. Trent's back. Trent. And all of a sudden, he shows up on this exempt list that nobody even knew existed. They're like, oh, go to the website. Yeah, Trent's on the exempt list. Like, dude, how many lists can you find for this guy? <laughs> I, I want to be able to sit here because he's so important because the Colts D-line is so good. So good. They have guys up and down that D-line. We need him to play. He's back at practice. He's, he's supposedly got his wind. I think he's out there versus the Colts. They need him to be out there versus the Colts. If, if we needed one game for Trent Brown this year, it's the Colt game. I think he's he's in there at home on Sunday. Yeah, it would be, oh, be a great stretch right there. Four games to get him back, get into the playoffs, get him back in a groove by that time. Let's get one game. Let's get one game. Let's get, let him, uh, let's get him on the field through one game, and then we'll see what happens. I'm all in at this point, Eddie. If he's going to come back, he's got to come back now and be back for the full time. That's exactly where I'm sitting. Get it, but get getting it. him back. And, and getting two other key starters back is going to be huge for this turnaround. Uh, one being Jonathan Abram and the other being Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, we talked about this beforehand, kind of felt like he might have just been a little bit of a scratch, 
maybe because of who we were playing and looking ahead at these next four big games with the way Devontae Booker's been playing, getting yep. Jalen Rashard back in the lineup. Maybe they thought, hey, let's save number 28, give him an extra bye week here at the end of the season and gear him up and ready to go. And then one last thing, one guy I want to comment on, of course, Jeff Heath also going through concussion proto- protocol. So maybe we see Eric, uh, or should I say Philip Rivers' dad starting alongside <laughs> Jonathan Abram, yeah. right? Eric Harris loves him some Philip Rivers. Let me start with Josh Jacobs. We talked about it on the pod last week. I was pretty certain that Josh was going to play. I thought he was going to be active. They would give him a lighter a lighter load, let Devontae Booker kind of eat versus that Jet defense. It never materialized. They ruled him out on Friday. Just like Trent Brown, I don't see how Josh Jacobs misses this game. The ankle injury, and I'm never going to talk about a player's injury, what he's battling. We don't know. We're not in those rooms. But I'm never going to say. I, I just I feel like the injury wasn't something that was supposed to be a long-term thing. Again, this is such an important game. You know Gruden's in that room pounding the table, seeing we need all hands on deck. We need everybody in, in this game to be able to beat this Indianapolis Colts team. If Trent Brown is back, Josh Jacobs is going to get going. He's got an extra week of rest. He gets in there. I think the run game gets on track. Now, Abram, last week versus the Jets, our safety play was horrific. Our safety play has been basically horrific the entire season. We need a player like Jonathan Abram back there. We need that missile coming up, setting the tone for the defense. I want to see Eric Harris. I want to see Eric Harris do his thing if he, if he can't. But Jonathan Abram sets the tone for the defense. So I, I, I really think that they're going to be able to get these guys back in time for this game. Rest up as much as you want. The way we are now in COVID-19 world, these guys only really practice basically two days a week anyway. They're, they're home for most of the time. Hopefully last week was kind of just a week, a get right week for them. I expect them back this Sunday versus the Colts. Uh, dude, I seen Eric Harris against Phillip Rivers is going to bring a <laughs> smile to my face. Honestly, I'm pretty sure last year during our matchup, Eric Harris was the second or third leading receiver for Phillip Rivers. <laughs> He's going to see nightmares. <laughs> Him and Cleland Farrell, too. Farrell's, Cleland Farrell's right Farrell. Up, he and, loves playing against Philip Rivers, man. And he's heating up right now, too, coming off the game he had last week. Two strip sacks like that in, in a struggling defense. Uh, I mean, let's really. Talk about him. Let's talk about him for a minute. That's a sidetrack. Let's talk about Farrell for a minute. I'm going to ask you a question. You you give me a straight answer or not. Ooh. Is he our best defensive lineman? Defensive lineman, yes. Best <laughs> pass was, rusher? I would say no, because I still think Max Crosby's getting, the, getting all yeah. the heat. But if I was to put... Rounded out in a category, I'm definitely going to say, as of now, as what we're what we're seeing recently, and if he can keep this streak going, I would say Cleveland Farrell by a, a, a good little margin is our best defensive lineman. Now I mean, you kind of start putting a little bit of Mo Hurst in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Hankins is kind of just like the big guy that just kind of gets run stuffing up the middle. Yep. And, and and I think Max has that same ability, but Cleveland Farrell isn't drawing the same attention. Um, so I think when it comes production wise, I think Cleveland Farrell could be our, our guy going out here the rest of the season. Maybe it takes a little heat off of max too. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it funny? You know, we sit here and we probably talked about it on the podcast earlier this year on mine, on yours or wherever we, we talk about Raiders. I mean, he's been the number four pick in the draft. Everybody's, uh, he's not good enough. He's not this. He doesn't get the sacks. If he could turn on, you know, they don't need him to be Khalil Mack. They don't need 15, 16, 17 sacks from the guy. Maybe it would be nice that. though. Yeah, it would be great. Don't get me wrong. But if he could turn if he could turn on that switch and be an eight to ten sack guy every year, you could warrant that draft pick at number four because he's really good against the run. Yeah, you know, it was bad, it was bad versus the Jets last week. But if he could be that eight to ten sack guy every single year, you could justify that pick as is at number four. And he's one of our top players on, on the defensive line. 
Yeah, I agree. Now going down, looking at some other injuries here. We got a couple. We got well, actually one more really that I only want to hit on. That's important, and that's Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett put himself right back in the Ugh. same situation he was the week before. Did we not literally, learn? Literally, literally, same exact one. I mean, one play later, but. Went from the first play of the game to the second play of the game. How in the world? I mean, at some point, I mean, I get it. The dude is, is, is tough, and he plays like he's bigger than he is. And I love the attitude. I love the mentality. We said the same thing last week, and it didn't make a difference because he did the same freaking thing. Yep. And he went out there like Jonathan Abram being the size of Gary Conley and got hurt. <laughs> I just think, dude, I, I, and I honestly don't, as we sit here tonight, I don't think he plays this week, to be honest. I think that's I why think so they either. said I, I think they're just going to be caught. Look, it's a head injury. You never want to play around with that. It's not even, it's just re- like you said, it's reckless play, but it's like he never, he, he's, he came from Ohio state. One of the, the football factories where they obviously have taught you how to tackle somebody. He's not even trying to tackle. He's just basically sacrificing mm-hmm. his body. If this was a goal line situation and he's flying off the edge, sacrificing for the team, we love it. Great. But you're, you're <laughs> sacrificing yourself and your body, and you're putting your team in a bad position. That's not helping the football team. That's hurting the football team. When you go out on the first, second, third play of the football game, and you can't come back. That's yeah. your first-round pick, one of your first-round picks, off the field this year because you don't know how to tackle. Like, to me, that's that's careless, that's reckless, and that's lazy. And, I, it, and I'm not saying that Alec Ingold was calling out Damon Arnett, but you need more buy-in from guys like that. you got to be able to sit these guys down and we don't have that really that veteran. Maybe it's Eric Harris. Maybe it's one of those guys sitting down yeah. like, dude, you can't do things like that. We need you on the field. Like if, if it means that you, you go up high or you get a penalty or it means you, you whiff on the tackle, fine. But you can't do those things. You can't miss these games. There's only four games left. If you start getting concussion, concussion. We've seen guys, Brandon Cooks, these type of guys that battle concussions and it never ends. It's, it's a mm-hmm. cycle. He's a he's headaches. He's, he's a young kid. So he's just got to play. Someone's got to grab him and be like, dude, you cannot do this anymore. Stop. Because you're going to, A, ruin your career, and you're hurting the football team. It's going to be Jonathan Abram. Jonathan Abram is going to grab him. He's going to be like, all right, buddy, go get him again next time. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, hit him harder next time. Gosh, no, man. no. They do. They miss. I, I wish it's, you know, a guy like they had, like, a guy like Charles Woodson back there. Yeah. Basically, and look, it's. Can he Charles call him? Woodson. It's not too late. You can still call him. Yeah, seriously. They don't grow on trees. I get it. But you want a guy like that to just take these guys aside. Like, that's not the right way to do these type of things. And hopefully the coaches are stressing that. If he doesn't buy in and they got a bigger problem on their hands than they're you know leading on. So with injuries to him, seeing the rotation of guys, I think Isaiah Johnson still kind of battling his injury. I'd expect him probably to be active this week. Yeah. Uh, Nevin Lawson, not necessarily being that guy. Meek Robertson still developing from outside corner to slot guy. That's a project. <laughs> uh, Keyshawn Nixon, not necessarily you know a dude that he you want to see on the, the field. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, dude. Nixon was the one that made a tackle late in the game, the third down, to get the Jets off the field to get the Raiders the ball back. Yeah, yeah he was he was he was mixing it up in there. So give give credit to. I Nixon like Nixon because he's a little bulldog. He kind of gets yeah. in there and he gets rough. He gets physical and he's he's you know a smart tackler, I guess you could say. So that's- but in, but, in, but in Paul, we sit here about cornerbacks all the time, and we can go through the cornerback rotation and say, you know, there's a lot of guys on here that I don't like, but and I'm not going to try to get off on a tangent here and get myself all fired up <laughs> in a Paul Gunther system that is basically just sitting back there waiting to die. You're sitting yeah. back there with you. You're hoping that four pass rushers get there. And they did a couple of times versus the jets, but most times they don't. 
It's an impossible situation, dude. It could be me or you back there trying to cover these receivers. It ain't going to work. You can't cover for eight, nine, 10 seconds. It's just not the case. So I want to be able to evaluate these guys as guys that I like and I don't like, but I just feel like you know the, the game plan has to change a little bit. I want to see, we talk about it every week. I want to see them challenging. I want Mullen and Arnett up in guys' faces. I want them putting hands on guys. You get beat man-to-man, fine. You get beat man-to-man. You get beat in this soft, stupid zone. It drives me crazy week in and week out. Yeah, so real quick, actually, we're going to take this quick break, and then we're going to talk about some of these injuries to our secondary and who that led to coming back. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, after a little housekeeping, which is what the Raiders did this last few days, the Jets almost did. <laughs> the Jets fired the wrong coach, but uh, you don't want to screw up the tank job yet. Well, we have we have reports out there that Marvin Lewis might be in line for another job next year at his coach. Maybe he wants Paul Gunther back, and maybe we let him have Paul Gunther back. That would be a shame, though, if he that left. would be awful. It'd be terrible, you know. And I don't know what so I would many do. Quality coaches out there, we uh, you know we'd we'd be sad to see him go. I'm not crossing my fingers that that happens. No. I'm not nope. him, him and Gruden are tied at the hip, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought back a familiar face, uh, a guy that I oh, would say man. I'm really high on. Not just I'm not going <laughs> to say because of his production. I'm not going to say because of his production because he's he's had he's had a rough go around. Uh, but I really I really liked his commitment and thankfulness for being a Raider and the and the second chance that John Gruden gave him because uh, his kind of second chance story. Is still really cool, you know. I mean, he he was in a, a really dark place a few years ago. Whenever he was with the Eagles, he signed that big contract with the Eagles. Had yeah. the uh, it was like the DUI. He was found like passed out in his car. Real bad thing. He's uh, you know, back with his his baby. Mama's got his baby and um, had a weird road trip through Dallas, at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Uh, Dallas and then Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Buffalo. They signed him off the uh, Buffalo practice squad. Yeah. yeah. So we signed him off the Buffalo practice squad. Daryl Worley coming back, kind of the. I guess at this point, maybe a sort of a do-it-all defensive back for our defense because he was playing safety at one point. 
He was kind of covering tight ends in the slot. He can play out wide. Um, I'm not going to say too much. You know, I, I, at one point I caught myself saying he was a CB1, but, you know, I'll, I'll call him a first ballot Hall of Famer if he gets another <laughs> one-handed grab in the end zone like that. So. The question that everybody wants to know right now is, do you have a Daryl Worley jersey? No, I don't. No, I don't. He, You know, I, sh- I should. I would. I wish I could do because I really appreciate He's always so nice every time I talk to him. And um, when he came on the pod, he, he was a great dude to talk to. And I do wish that, you know, some of the players that I've talked to, I wish I could put their jerseys up here. Um, as, you, as you get into the business a little more and you see, you know, when, you, when you're around it, and it, I'm not taking anything away from our love for the Raiders, but you start rooting for people. You start rooting for yeah. people in their situations, whether they lead the team or not. You know, you start rooting for guys. If they're good guys and they're good people, you start looking at them and saying, you know, I want them to do well in other places. Worley is a guy... See, this is why uh, this is the only time I'm going to say this. This is where mm-hmm. COVID has really helped NFL teams because the extended practice squads, the ability to put veterans on practice squads essentially gave the opportunity for the Raiders to get Daryl Worley because if he's on a roster in a, in a normal year, the Raiders and it's the trade deadline, they, they, have not, they can't do nothing. Unless the team releases them, they can go sign them. But otherwise, they, there's no way for them to get him. He's on a practice squad. The Raiders know him. He knows the system. I love this because I'm not again, like you said, I, I don't think he's going to come in here and, and have three interceptions, take one to the house and be like Deion Sanders all of a sudden, but it's a guy that knows these things and you bring him in and Gruden probably loves this because he could say, all right, if it's a big drive late in the third quarter, let's put Worley out there instead of a Robertson. It's not taking anything away from Meek Robertson, but he's a rookie without any preseason games, without any, anything like that. Daryl Worley has been around the block a little bit. So I like his versatility, like you said, to play a little bit of safety since Abrams banged up. And our safety play has been, like I said before, terrible all year long. All year long. So I like his versatility. I like it's a veteran. You can take off the street. He won't play this week. He'll probably lace up on Thursday night for the Chargers, and he'll probably have an impact. I like to have veteran guys late. There's not a lot of times where you can get late guys or later in the year that are veterans like this to help your football team. Exactly. Now, switching over to this matchup that we have because like i said this is uh playoffs are starting this week for us um this indianapolis colts team is really nothing to mess with because although i will make fun of philip rivers as much as i want to right now because of what we did to him last year right yes we owned him last year and it felt good because in so many years past he would torment us. He would torment our defense. He probably loved playing us because he hated us. Nobody hated us more than Phillip Rivers. And that doesn't just come, like, it doesn't go away because he left the division. He's still yep. not going to like the Raiders whenever we, you know, he comes to Vegas and plays us. Um, but not even just that, Eddie. I'm looking at the other side of the ball, like you said earlier. They, they have a, you know, pretty good stable of pass rushers. You see DeForest Buckner. You see our old guy, uh, Danico Autry. You see... Uh, you called him 55-year-old Justin Houston. I, didn't he have like two or three sacks in the game last week against Justin Houston? Justin Houston is time. He's going to end up his career. He's going to be borderline Hall of Fame the way he's playing. He is. Dude. He left Kansas City. He goes to the Colts. He hasn't missed a beat, man. He's he's unbelievable. I don't know even what to say right now. This this Colts team is a contender just as much as we are, and we're going to find out this Sunday if we're able to pull this one out, because I think this week is going to tell us a lot about our playoff run. If we lose, can we still make it? Yes, but it's not going to be, I mean, gosh, this is where you go out there. You pulled out the close win. Now it's time to slap yourself around a little bit. We kept, you know, we, we hear the whispers through these press conferences. We heard it last week, a little bit this week. Again, 
just getting these guys to buy in. I keep hearing Eddie, you know, with Mike Mayock. That's been our whole goal, right, is high-character leaders in the locker room. Are we going to see those results now, these final four games? Because I, I sure hope so. I sure hope so as well. Let's get to Phillip Rivers for a minute. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has played the Raiders more. No one has more wins, passing yards, or passing TDs versus the Raiders in NFL history except for Phillip Rivers. He is number one. This guy came into the league. He beat the Raiders eight straight times. When it comes to Rivers, this is not Rivers of San Diego last year where he's trying to do too much, but it's similar. It's similar in a couple of regards. The Chargers had, they, and they still have, a ton of weapons. Phillip has similar weapons with the Colts. The problem with the Colts is they have such a better offensive line than the Chargers have. Rivers is getting rid of the ball quicker, and he's got more time to throw. They're, you're not getting near Phillip Rivers. You remember last year a couple of times, we get to him. We get to Rivers. We frustrate him. You see that scowl on his face, and he's throwing around, not F-bombs, whatever the hell, God, gosh dang it, whatever the hell he says. <laughs> so I think the key in this football game is just know who you're playing against. Take away, and I say this, and people may, maybe a lot of people, fantasy players will know, Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines is a difference maker for the Colts. He's not just a third down back. He's an all down back. He could run it. He can catch it. We better put a, a safety or a linebacker or someone on him that, that can run with him because he could be a matchup problem. I'm not worried about the T.Y. Hiltons of the world. I'm worried about guys like Naheem Hines when Rivers is extending plays out of the backfield. But play to your strengths. Play to your opponent's weaknesses. You know this quarterback. Gunther knows this quarterback. Players on the Raiders like Farrell, like Crosby, they know what Phillip Rivers is about. Rattle him. Get after him a little bit. I know it's easier said than done. Rattle him. Take away Naheem Hines, and I think they, have, they could have a good day on, on, uh, on defense. When you flip it over, like you said, the Colts D-line is badass. Buckner is a beast, an absolute beast that could wreck games. The Colts are actually a better road defense than they are a home defense. They are really, really, really good against the run. So I think, again, this is the same thing mm. that you're looking at versus the Jets. Spread it out. Spread out, get five wide, get, get Carr in the passing game. I really believe this, and I'm going to say it again. I said on the podcast earlier this week, the rugs catch, and you want to blame it on the Jets, Hail Henry, whatever you want to call it. I think that's going to be the kickstarter to Henry Ruggs' career. I think that's the confidence boost. We had Ruggs on Silver and Black Radio today on Sirius XM, and he said after his fumble, you know, he felt like he let the team down. He felt like he, he, was, he was shook. He basically didn't know. He, he, he couldn't wait for another opportunity. I think that game-winning touchdown puts the confidence in Ruggs. I think it puts the confidence in the quarterback to go to Ruggs more. I think this is a bomb-it-out, old-school Raiders, Chargers when Rivers was the quarterback type of game. Just go five wide. Spread them out. Don't let that defensive line get back. And if Trent Brown is playing and Carr has time to throw, I think he shreds that secondary. Rocky Sin, the second-round quarterback at a Temple, Colts fans are literally writing petitions to get him out of Indianapolis or get him on the bench because all he does is grab and hold people. He's good for like three penalties a game. Send these receivers out there. Worst case scenario, they get a pass interference. He'll get good field position. So hit Phillip Rivers. Let Phillip Rivers do what Phillip Rivers does. Turn the ball over. He hasn't done it much this season. We all know what Phillip Rivers is about. And on offense, spread it out. Attack that Colts defense deep. And then at the end of the game, let Jacobs pound it. Let, it's a similar game plan to how they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Exact the same way. Go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, score with them, 
put it away late with the run game. I like your idea. And and if I was the coach, because uh, that's the same thing I've been banging the table for most of the season, something that hasn't been you know able to work anyways just because our right tackle situation, the offensive line, the pass protection hasn't been all there unless we leave you know Max Protect or Jalen Richards back there to save the day. Getting Trent Brown back, hopefully finally we can do that. Hopefully we can spread out five, five wide. And Derek has the option to throw anywhere he wants for the first time in what probably since Kansas city. That's probably the first, the only game that he's had this season where it is equal opportunity everywhere. He wasn't having to throw at the pass rush. He wasn't have, having to like, you know, deter what was coming on from that right side, whether it was injured Sam young or Brandon Parker. But the way I see this thing going and John Gruden now getting these guys back, getting a rested Josh Jacobs back, getting an Alec Ingold who is, I don't even know if he's still even on the injury report anymore. I think he's pretty much good to go. I, I still see John Gruden going out there and just trying to establish the run, control the clock, but hopefully you say this is a good run D in, in Indianapolis. Hopefully we don't you know fall susceptible to it find some three and outs before we finally open up the offense. So I'm with your game plan. Email that. This is the biggest test. Not the last thing on it. This is the biggest test for our interior defensive line all season long. We talked about how good, no pun intended, Denzel good, Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson have been. Mm -hmm. This will be between Danico Autry and DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner is a game changer. You trade first round picks for him. You give him a max contract because he disrupts offenses. This is the biggest test for our interior offensive line this season. They have to come to play. Like I said before, past two weeks, they haven't. The run game hasn't gotten going. There's been pressure up the middle. We need those three guys to step up and take care of, take care of uh, old friend Autry and DeForest Buckner. Otherwise, it might be a long day. Good stuff, Eddie. It was nice chopping it up with you again. Uh, Raider Nation, congrats. You're in the playoffs. It's not the official playoffs, but it's the Raiders playoffs, and we're going to see if we can win some football games. Eddie, where can the listeners find your podcast? Because I know you're still dropping post-game pods in between the game being over and this show, so where can they listen? You can listen anywhere where you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere, Google Podcasts, yards per attempt. Go subscribe and listen. A lot of the same passion that uh, you hear on this uh, program right here. I try to bring each and every week. So go subscribe and listen. And I always appreciate it, Cody, having me on, man. It's always yeah. a blast. Oh, of course, man. Maybe you should change your name from uh, yards per attempt maybe to like yards per carry now because that might be the – yards. Oh, and now we'll get, that's it. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, look, I'm going to have to revisit it. If Carr goes out there, we, we, we go to the playoffs, win a couple playoff games. It's more uh, – we know what yards per attempt <laughs> is. It's more, it's, it's more directed at the, uh, the haters that were out last offseason calling for – Let's see, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota. Who else to be the quarterback of this football team? But as Raider fans, we're all glad the number four is back there, uh, as we could saw last week with that bomb to Ruggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last note while you brought up Jalen Hurts. Uh, there's a lot of you know fans that always bang the table for a young quarterback to get drafted. Look what's going on over there with Carson Wentz right now. Sure uh, put a waste to that, didn't we? Huh? Maybe a little confidence. I, I, I said I said it. I said it. You, put a, you draft a guy in the second round like that, Someone said this to me, a very wise man said this to me a long time ago. The backup quarterback is always the favorite guy in the room. Everybody always loves the backup quarterback, regardless of not. So you put a guy like that, Carr would have had, if we had Jalen Hurts on this team as a second round pick, one bad Carr game, the Raider Nation would be out in full. I'm glad. Let's see if Hurts could be the real deal in Philadelphia because I don't. I feel bad for Carson Wentz. I feel bad for Eagle fans. That's a big contract to have, to have sitting on the bench. Hey, better than the us. Hey, good stuff. I'm glad talking to you, Eddie, and uh, we'll talk again next week, brother. Cody, always a pleasure, man. I'll see you.